Hi, welcome to Detox Podcast. I'm Denise Walker, your host. This episode is called Queen, and I feel like it's right on point for me today. I'm in it. I'm in the shit. (laughs) God, it's fall. If you're listening to this in real time, it's October, and I swear, I swear to God, every year at this time, the world just, like, shatters underneath my feet and, like, threatens to swallow me whole, and I just feel like I'm being ripped in a million pieces and just, like, filleted (laughs) for the purpose of rebirth. Like, I'm being destroyed in order to be made new. Um, And I feel a poem coming on (laughs) with that theme in mind. Uh, But yeah, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, it's called Transformation Meditation, and it's exactly for this. It's so interesting because I've been feeling it. I've been feeling it a bit, and then I record that meditation, and I put it out there in the world, and then, I don't know, not even 12 hours later, it's happening to me. The dark night of the soul, weird weeping into my craft dinner at 2 (laughs) a.m. Feeling like I'm being put through the fire to be reborn. (laughs) Ah. So yeah, if that um, speaks to you, if you're needing some help with a weird, confusing, uncomfortable transition in your life, just your, you're needing to turn inward and just collect yourself and allow the process to happen. If you want some support with that, go listen to the previous episode. It's a guided meditation. It's 30 minutes. It's some uh, work with our breathing and then a visualization meditation to move forward and allow the new, the new ways to start happening and welcome in the new version of ourselves. So, this one, um, actually, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I was just in, uh, California last week, last weekend, and I did a workshop with Mimi Rose, who is a chef, and it was amazing, and I really hope that we do more in the future, I'm sure that we will, and I really hope that you come, because it was actually the most magical experience of my life. I've never felt such intense energy with other people. It was, I can't even, it's, I can't even actually describe how amazing it was. You'll just have to be there. So stay tuned for more stuff like that from me and Mimi Rose. And this month, October 27th, is a Sunday from one till three. I'm doing a workshop in Edmonton. It's called Blackout. Little bit of a um, reclaiming of the word blackout, if you will, for me. Uh, But it's also about blackout poetry, which if you're not familiar with, blackout poetry is the idea of taking a piece of writing that's already there, usually um, typed out, and you black out most of it and find words within it to create a new poem out of the old work, out of the old words. And most of it's blacked out except for the words that you've chosen. And you make something new out of something else that was already a creative work. And so when you come to this, I'll be providing these workbooks that are just booklets of pages 
of words of writing that you get to black out. So don't worry. Like I have this whole thing about like wrecking books and stuff and like cutting books and burning books and doing shit to books. Like I think it's absolutely sacrilegious. So I can't do that. I can't be like, Oh, bring a book and we'll just destroy the book. Yeah. It's not going to happen. This is not, we don't do that here. (laughs) These books I bought on Etsy from a maker in Calgary. They're called repapered and they are exactly for this purpose. So you get to take that home with you. We'll work on it in the in the class, but then you can take it home afterwards. It's going to be sweet. So yeah, you can find tickets for that through my website, denisewalkerspeaks.com, or you can head to Eventbrite and type in Blackout Poetry. It'll come up. One would hope. <laughs> so without a further ado, here is the poem Queen. I am crowned queen of speaking too soon. At the first sound of silence, I pin a medal to my breast. My foes are gone, beaten, surrendered. By now, you'd think I'd have learned that soundless does not mean vanquished. Adrenaline is my only advisor. He thrusts his victory sword above his head and lets me believe the fight is my vice. A battle cry for a new war cuts from my lips, just as my enemies from yesterday breach my defenses." Yeah, so it's sort of one of those, like, be careful what you wish for scenarios that I've, I've had a few poems about, but you're, you're ready to take on a new challenge because you've, you've completed the previous one. So let's say, oh, craving, you know, uh, you've made it through all those hard, long months of craving coming in and stealing your breath every night and you're fighting to the teeth to keep yourself sober and just make it to the next day. And then one day you realize you've replaced craving with wonderful, healthy coping practices like having baths and going for walks and doing yoga and hanging out with your spouse and uh, hanging out with friends and writing and doing all these other things that you never had time for before because you were too busy annihilating yourself with alcohol. But now you have this evening practice that is so fulfilling that you forget that you used to crave alcohol. You used to use alcohol as a way to fill your time. You're in this weird, wonderful space that just kind of snuck up on you and you're like, holy shit, oh my God, I did it. Oh my God, I made it. I made it to this beautiful realm of freedom. Yeah. And so you say, holy shit, oh my God, I'm so good at everything. (laughs) You know, I am a queen. I'm royalty amongst peasants. (laughs) I can do this. I can do really hard things. I can succeed against all odds. This was really terrifying, really horrible, stripping and brutal, but I made it through. And now you're this rush of adrenaline who in this poem has a capital A because adrenaline is a character in this queen's court. And he's the only advisor. There's nobody else. There's nobody with experience or anything. He's the only one there. It's just the queen and adrenaline. And he, he says to the queen, yes, you did it. Doesn't that feel good? Didn't the fight just rile you up and make you feel invincible? You are invincible. 
let's take on something else. And the second you ask for another challenge, boom, craving gets right back in there. It just latches on and you're like, oh my God, I thought I was done with this. I thought I had made it through. It's back. It's back. I spoke too soon. And when this happens for the first time, the first uh, 10 times, I don't know, it is so defeating. And it feels like you're just going in circles, you're going backwards, you're regressing, you're not making any progress. But that is not true. You are making progress. You are. Every time something comes up, it means it's ready to be released. And it's coming up in these waves, and not all at once because it is something that you designed and created over many years, right? You had been drinking or drugging or whatever your vice, whatever your poison was, you had been participating in it for years and years and years and solidifying it within yourself as as a part of you. And it's not going to go down easy, you know? It's not going to be defeated (laughs) willy-nilly. You're going to have to work, And it's not going to just back down. It's going to probably trick you. It's going to say, oh, I'm going to play dead, but then I'm going to sneak right up and stab you in the back. You know? It, it's a wily motherfucker. (laughs) It is a snake and it is going to bite you and you just have to keep chopping its head off. It's like Hydra. You just have to keep cutting the heads. Yes, they're going to grow back threefold, cut them off, threefold, it's going to keep coming, but you've got to do something, you got to, you got to get to the heart of it, right? And, and it's going to take a lot of internal work and going within yourself and allowing yourself to sit in these moments where Hydra has like one million heads and is coming for you. You're going to have to face that, it's scary as fuck. But you can't run because the running is what allowed Hydra to be created in the first place. What a metaphor. (laughs) But you know what I mean? We've been escaping all this time. And the more we escape in any way, whenever we push away the thing, whatever we repress is projected out into our world, out into our subconscious. Even if we're not aware of it at all, it's there. And the more we ignore something and push it under the rug, the more intense it builds and it comes for us. So we have to face it. But this is also good. Because as, as soon as I recognized that I was the queen of speaking too soon, this happened so many times, right? It's still happening. But it's it's different now. So what I mean is that There was freedom, and it was so exhilarating. Asked for another challenge, and it came back. And it was really fucking hard. And I said, why did I ask for this? I I spoke too soon. It came right back. But it allowed me to recognize, celebrate the victory, but allow. Allow the freedom 
be really grateful for it. Find space within it, you know? Find space and, and recognize this as part of a greater cycle. It's not just uh, a means to an end. It's not once I get to the finish line, everything is over. Because it's never over. Life isn't over. There's always something more that comes for us. And we meet it. And it helps us grow. So it helped me learn patience and reflection. It allowed me to be analytical. It taught me to be analytical of this process and to see it from the seat of the witness and to see it as something that was happening for me instead of to me. I didn't see it as a failure. I saw it as a sign of success and forward momentum because the cycle, the wheel, never stops turning. If, if we weren't moving forward, things would... I don't even know what that would look like because it's not possible. Every time the hardship comes back, the foes from yesterday knock down our doors, <clears throat> we welcome them in. Because they're a gift. They, they're here to test us. It's a trial by fire. And we will rise to the occasion. And we will just keep knocking them down. Keep winning. You're amazing. <laughs> you really, really, really are. Yeah, and the soundlessness. Soundless does not mean vanquished. So just because you're not feeling it just for a second, just because you're not feeling it for a second doesn't mean it's not there still. It's, it just comes up in waves when we're ready to deal with it, you know? So Right now I'm experiencing some waves coming up. And next, well, Friday, October 11th is my birthday. And I have a lot of issues when it comes to my birthday. One, because I love it and I want to celebrate so intensely. Like, I released Cedar Valley, my novel, on October 14th, I had a I had a book launch party and essentially it was like essentially it was engineered to be a birthday party for me, but celebrating a huge achievement of mine. You know, like have you ever seen do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? There's this character, the vulture, who's just like the worst, and he instructs the rest of the characters to make to throw him the best birthday ever, and if they don't there will be consequences if they, like, screw it up. And they eventually decide the best way to make him have the best time is to hire him and his band to play his own party. And I realized that would be amazing <laughs> if I was hired to perform or guide a meditation or, like, just do something really creative, but everybody was actually there 
to, to experience it with me. Like that would be the greatest gift was to have people show up for me and, and celebrate with me. And in sobriety, birthdays are fucking crazy, aren't they? Because I used to just go out on the town and dance the night away getting completely loaded with my friends. And that was easy. It was easy to do that. It didn't take much planning. But now I feel a lot of pressure to reclaim my birthday. But my birthday also falls on Canadian Thanksgiving. So it's really tough and not many people are available. And my boyfriend's birthday is a week before. And my best friend's birthday is a week after. And so pushing my birthday doesn't really work. And then, you know, having two jobs and other commitments, creative endeavors, it's, hmm. I'm finding that I don't have any time for myself this year and it is actually devastating me because I really, really wanted to reclaim my birthday this year and have a sober party and invite a bunch of people who are drinkers, who are my friends, but finally say like, I need to have a party of my own where I'm not just catering to your reality. It's time for you to cater to mine. And this is a sober event. And it's not like they would have a problem with that. But I feel like whenever I go to their parties, I don't drink. But everybody else is drinking, right? It's their, it's their idea of fun that I'm putting myself into versus having people over at my house. And I rarely ever do that because that's just, I'm the only one. And maybe that's a flawed, really belittling thought to myself that my sobriety isn't worth their ability to have fun on their terms. I don't know. I'm still working through it. I called a therapist today because I feel like I'm getting a lot of signs that I should return to therapy. And so I finally called a guy. Um, He seems really nice and I'm excited to do that. But honestly, I would really like to have a therapy session today and not like on the 1st of November but I guess I'll just sit in the fire instead. And maybe some really amazing creativity will come from it. Like, recording this podcast for you has already lifted my mood. Talking to you. Giggling. (laughs) When I couldn't even smile earlier today. Um, so if you feel like you are in the fire, I am right there with you. I, I literally like was doing a morning meditation and I just draped myself in a blanket and didn't even really do what she was instructing me to do. I just sat and listened to her voice. Like that was my meditation. I, I put the blanket over my head and just weeped. (laughs) Oh, I'm very weepy today. I went to this, did I say this already? I don't know. But I went to this like underground DJ mini 
rave type event last night, which is not my scene, but I go with my sober friends every year and it's not our scene at all, which makes it cool. Like it's all these people like just like dancing by themselves, like probably everybody's on drugs, but, but I'm not. And it's sort of like, they have this like screen up behind the DJ that's very like psychedelic and everybody's watching it and feeling the beat and and I think I sort of actually started to understand because at first it's I feel like I'm at a 3D movie and I didn't get the glasses but everybody else is like whoa you know but I got into it and I I think I understand it because when you're at a normal club you have music that you know and you either like or dislike the song and you either know or don't know the words and you're always like the words are kind of the focus and this is just sound so it really became kind of like a sound meditation for me I just let my body go with the beat and let my breath go with it and I realized I would come kind of out of it for a moment here and there and realize that I hadn't been thinking about anything that I had literally just kind of dropped right into sort of this dance movement samadhi or the gap oneness and it was really amazing and I think honestly that practice last night doing that for a few hours that's when something was released in me and that's why I can't stop crying (laughs) so it's good when these things come up it's good I mean, something is releasing and it feels the most difficult the moment it reaches the surface, but we, but we can just be with it. And if we can be with it, we can go beyond it. You know, we can let it dissipate and flow out of us. So if you're there, I'm with you. If you're crying all day, so am I. If you're draped in a blanket and lying on your bedroom floor and slept last night without a pillow because you couldn't even bring yourself to find a pillow to put underneath your head and you just didn't give a shit, I'm right there with you. If you've had multiple baths in one day, I'm with you. If you're scrambling and reaching outside of yourself for something, I'm with you. And I'm doing this thing right now where I'm not smoking weed for 30 days. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not doing, I'm not smoking weed for 30 days and I am practicing yoga and meditation every day as well. Just, and it's, and I guess it's working because (laughs) I'm having a huge emotional response. Would my, my initial intention was to just become more centered, but I just feel completely rocked. (laughs) So, I love you. Keep sitting in the fire. You are strong enough. You don't need something outside of yourself. You don't need to scroll through your phone for anxiety relief. You don't need to do drugs or drink. You don't need to uh, search for uh, unhealthy companionship. You have everything you need within you to sit in this, be in this, 
You are stronger than you could ever imagine. You are. Here's Queen. I am crowned queen of speaking too soon. At the first sound of silence, I pin a medal to my breast. My foes are gone, beaten, surrendered. By now, you'd think I'd learn that soundless does not mean vanquished. Adrenaline is my only advisor. He thrusts his victory sword above his head and lets me believe the fight is my vice. A battle cry for a new war cuts from my lips, just as my enemies from yesterday breach my defenses.